At one point in time, I thought that my life purpose was to facilitate an evolution in the movement capabilities of the human species. I'm dead ass serious. I'd written this down multiple times. I'd fucked around with the wording a bunch of different times. And I was like fully invested in that. I was like, this is my purpose. I'm going to facilitate an evolution in the movement capabilities of humans. And first off, that was like never concise enough to like really satisfy me, but it it said most of what I wanted to say. But I've come to the realization that that's not my purpose, but it is still one of my pursuits. So I, I call it one of my definite major pursuits, uh, which you can kind of think about as just like long-term goals. So I've found a different way to word it, which is maybe sort of catchy, but I think that it describes it pretty well and it's much more concise. Um, so instead of saying facilitate an evolution in the movement capabilities of the human species, now it's just that I want to facilitate an evolution in the human skill space. So I don't know if this is an official word anywhere, an official an official term or anything like that. I don't know if anyone else has come up with this. I'm sure someone has combined these two words before. But what I'm defining as the skill space, it's not like a, a literal space, but it is the space of possibilities of the different skills that collectively as a species, humans are capable of learning. So this is mainly confined to just just movement-based skills. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of other skills like mental skills and stuff. And so maybe I need to be more specific and maybe I need to revise this term and come up with something better and more precise. But right now, it satisfies me. I'm just going to call it the skill space. And the way that I'm defining it is in relation to human movement, fitness, if you will. But I don't really like to talk about fitness. I like to talk about movement. I don't like to talk about exercise. I like to talk about movement. You're just fucking moving. And there, of course, there is more to fitness than movement. There's, you know, maybe a little bit more to exercise than just moving. But really, what most of it comes down to is just movement. And that's what I'm concerned myself with. So I'm trying to facilitate an evolution in the human movement skill space. So you can think about it. Every, every human, every individual human has a certain set of skills. And again, I'm just thinking about physical skills, like different movements that you can perform, right? So you think about your sort of like classic common exercises, like people can squat and people can deadlift. Gymnasts can do some real crazy shit. Gymnasts can do handstands. Gymnasts, you know, depending on the level, doing iron cross, front lever, back lever, planche, all this crazy shit. Different types of athletes obviously have different skill sets. Your sort of average people have much different skill sets from high-level athletes. So across the human species, we really start to take some time and think about it. We have a massive skill space. Like you think about the diversity of specific movement skills that we've been able to acquire. 
and you compare it to any other animal, and it's not that like other animals can't do cool stuff, but it's like if you think about dogs, just just throw out dogs, a pretty familiar animal, right? You think about dogs and the movement capabilities that they have, it doesn't differ that much from one dog to another, especially if you just think like just analyze one species of dogs. The skill space of one individual dog compared to another dog of the same species is virtually the exact same. But then you think about the human species, and we have like the most outrageous diversity in our skill space that has probably ever existed in you know any organism, any animal, obviously. So you think about just... Just take like an average stereotypical American couch potato. Very small skill space. Someone who's been sedentary, just hasn't exercised at all for like 10 years. So their their skill space, which they like actively use, is like they, they sit in a fucking chair. They walk around a little bit. They can raise their arm up like 45 degrees above horizontal to get something out of the cabinet. They don't really do much else with their movement. And yeah, I'm, I'm being a little bit of an asshole and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you'll get the point. You take that and then you compare it to a high-level gymnast. And I am a little bit biased towards gymnastics, but pick any sort of high-level athlete, anybody who moves very well. You think about their skill space, just the, the entire space of possibilities in which they can move their body with great precision and or great strength and or speed and or power, all these different sort of physical attributes that you could that you could apply to it. So you think about an Olympic gymnast, their skill space, the realm of possibilities that they have to move their body and manipulate their body in space is unbelievable. And obviously again that's that's an extreme example, but that's that's the point because I'm just using it you know, to make this very obvious, the range and the diversity of the skill space of an individual human is unlike that of any other species. Now, I don't think there's like that anyone could even argue that when you take the time to think about it, like take any other animal, the shit that one animal is doing compared to another animal of that same species is virtually the same. But you take a human compare it to another random human across the world of any age, of you know, any gender, any whatever, any race, any specific movement discipline that they are involved in or not involved in. And there's just an unbelievable, unbelievable amount of potential difference. So there's just so many different possibilities. So this is the skill space that I'm talking about. Hopefully that, you know, sort of drawn out example helped to illustrate it. What's interesting about the human skill space is that so now I'm thinking about it on the species wide level. Like so the entire collective which actually spans, you know, not just all of the humans right now but all of the humans from the past as well because they contribute to this. But the the collective skill space of the human species, what's really interesting, one, 
it continues to expand. So basically, we keep coming up with more and more specialized fields of movement. And then, you know, almost automatically, almost, you know, basically like inevitably, someone is going to find a way to progress that sport, that discipline, that field of movement, whatever you want to call it. Somebody somewhere is going to find a way to push the boundary. Or they're going to literally expand the limits of the human skill space. And so you think about how this happens. And I mean, one sort of obvious thing to point at is just competition. You know, just just inevitably, if you have some sort of like organization and like people have a, a system or like a set of rules, which more or less will map out what is better or worse, you know, what is more difficult or less difficult, then competition is basically just just going to produce this on its own where one person wants to be better than the next one. So like one person can do this. So the next person's like, well, now I got to do this. You know, I got to try to learn this new thing. I got to try to invent this new skill. So this is this is pretty evident in sports like gymnastics, of course, I keep coming back to. And then it's also very evident in your sort of like extreme sports, your, your action and adventure sports. So you think about something like skateboarding. A while ago, whenever it was, maybe like around the year 2000, Tony Hawk threw a 900. And the world like fucking exploded. It was like the greatest thing that's ever happened to skateboarding. Like literally. Now, like people are doing 900s regularly. I should have done the research, but I'm fairly certain that someone did a 1080 recently in skateboarding. Anyway, take it to another sport, very similar, snowboarding. At one point, 1080 was a big thing in snowboarding. There was a fucking video game just called 1080. It was a snowboarding video game for like N64. Now people are throwing fucking ridiculous skills. Like fucking 1440, like triple corks, just like unbelievable shit. You can take that to like any of the sports, you know, like skiing, I already said skateboarding and snowboarding, any any other skill or um, any other sport that is like that. I mean, there's uh, like BMX and like motocross. Holy shit. Travis Pastrana threw a double backflip and he took the human skill space in that sport from a single backflip to a fucking double backflip. Like obviously, you know, it, you're not going to do a one and a half backflip. It doesn't make sense. But like that jump was massive. That was a fucking huge thing when he did that in the X Games. However many years ago, he was the first one to ever throw a double backflip. And now it's like a fairly common thing. So we just we just have this sort of like natural drive and the human species just continues to expand our skill space. It's really incredible like to actually think about it. And to kind of like trace back like through the timeline of like when these different things happen. Because it seems like there's somewhat of like an exponential curve to it. Where it's not just linear, where it's like every 20 years someone in skateboarding can do an extra half a twist. Like it's, 
it seems to be exponential in some of these sports. And I'll come back to gymnastics because the stuff that gymnasts are doing, like the, the top-level gymnasts, and I'll also throw in breakdancing because there's, there's a lot of similarity in gymnastic skills and breakdancing skills, and there's certainly crossover between the two. The things that these kids are doing are like fucking superhuman. And I don't know what everyone's definition of superhuman is, but if if you're doing something where no one else in the human species has ever done it, does that not make you superhuman? <laughs> like, seriously. Simone Biles, if you don't know who Simone Biles is yet, she is currently, by far, the best female gymnast in the world, has been for the past at least four years. And she's regularly coming up with new skills. Like in gymnastics, if you create a new skill and you perform it successfully in a competition and you're the first one who's ever done it, they name the skill after you. So she just keeps getting more and more skills named after on like every single event. It's incredible. And so she's literally doing things that no human has ever done before. And then there, there are more examples, but I think you get the point. So gymnasts are doing this. Break dancers are doing this. And um, I would say it's, it's sort of like less structured, like less formalized, you know, because gymnastics, like they're super strict on like the form and everything. And like break dancing is a little bit different just because it's so dynamic. But because it's so dynamic, I think that actually maybe opens up even more opportunities for them to do these like new things that have never been done before, these new movements, these new physical skills. And I, to be honest, I don't know enough about breakdancing. I can't really speak to anybody specific or any specific skills at this point. But if you just watch a few breakdancing videos, you'll see some mind-blowing shit. Like you'll, you'll see some things that you literally did not even know that humans could do. Like, you didn't know that this was possible for the human body to perform. And it's, it's fucking remarkable. So, back to how I started this. At one point, I thought that my life purpose was to, you know, try to help enhance this process. You know, I wanted to help facilitate this evolution. But if you've been paying attention, it seems like this is just kind of happening on its own. And like I said in the beginning, I don't see this as my life purpose anymore. So I've sort of broadened my horizons. But it is still one of my long-term pursuits. It's, it's one of my long-term goals. So what I'm trying to do with that, on two different levels, one, the first thing, well, I, I don't know if it's first or second, but one of them is, for me personally, I'm, I'm trying to be one of those humans who is expanding the skill space of humans, the skill space of the entire human species. So how am I trying to do it? Uh, for anybody who knows me or has seen my personal Instagram, you've seen me doing a bunch of flags. If you don't know what the human flag skill is, it's, um, it's a gymnastics-based exercise 
It's not actually in the sport of gymnastics, but it's like based on gymnastics principles. And basically you are using your hands to hold on to either a vertical pole or two horizontal bars that are, you know, aligned vertically. And you use your shoulders to support your whole body sideways. If you just like Google human flag, you'll find hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of different videos and shit. So I've been training the human flag for a long time now. And I've developed this system in my head of a bunch of different ways that you can do variations of the human flag, which basically just means that you can support yourself in that sideways position, right, with your body horizontal and just move through and into every possible shoulder position. Like literally every shoulder position that the human anatomy allows. I don't see why humans can't train themselves to be strong enough to support themselves sideways in that position. So that's my thinking. So that's what I've been focusing my physical training on uh, for the past five plus years. So I don't want to get too deep into that, but I just needed to mention it. That's what I'm focused on. And that's how I'm like personally trying to expand the skill space. And I'm currently writing a book about it. And so once I start putting out more information about it, more and more people will start to see my vision. And there will be some sort of competition, whether it's like formal or not. And then other people will start to train the way that I'm training. And like I was saying before, inevitably, that competition is going to produce greater and greater, more complex, more diverse skills, right? More diverse movement skills, physical skills, however you want to call them. So that's what I'm working on personally. That's like how I'm sort of dedicating my my physical fitness, if you will. Now on the other side is, you know, trying, like I said, trying to facilitate this process on like a, a species-wide basis. So I have like a I don't want to call it outrageous, but a, a very ambitious long-term goal related to this. And if someone wants to steal my idea, fucking steal it. I don't care. Ideally, some some rich, successful person with a lot of connections hears this and they just like, they just pull me into their organization and we just make this shit happen because I have a hell of an idea. Basically, what I'm trying to do in the future is create a training institution that is dedicated to doing exactly this. So it's dedicated to facilitating the evolution, the expansion, the growth of the human skill space and doing it like in every sort of dimension, right? So like I would, it would just, it would have to be a massive training facility and it wouldn't even end up being just like one single building because there would be other sort of sports or, you know, movement disciplines, which would not be able to be contained in the building. Like I talked about, like snowboarding and stuff, skiing. But I would want to, you know, basically be able to facilitate this process for like every type of sport that there is. 
So my vision for it, like the types of people that would actually be a part of the training institution. Again, I'm going to come back to gymnastics because I don't want to try to throw out every example because I'm going to lose my train of thought and just start rambling on like I do. So, so I thought about this, like how it would actually work with gymnastics. So we're talking about the elite athletes of the human species, like literally, literally the elite of the elite, the very best of the human species, right? Because we're talking about the ones who are going to push the boundaries, do things that literally no humans have ever done before, right? So we're not just picking up people off the street. So how would we get people to commit to this? You know, say, for example, like, again, with gymnastics, if you want the best in the world, well, the best in the world are already just competing as actual gymnasts. And they're competing as actual gymnasts, meaning that they're training specifically for the sport of gymnastics, not just to evolve the human skill space. Like, that's what ends up happening. Like I've been saying, that inevitably happens because of the competition of the sport. But there are a lot of other things that go into gymnastics, like refining and just endlessly, relentlessly perfecting simpler skills that you still need to do in your routines, right? So they're not solely focused on like, can I just do this one skill that no human has ever done before? Like they have so much other shit that they have to worry about. The men have six different events. The women have four different events. I mean, they're all doing like potentially dozens of different skills in those routines, not to mention in practice, obviously working on simpler ones, you know, making sure that they've mastered all the fundamentals leading up to it, you know. So how this actually work? So this is my thinking. Again, with the gymnastics example, and I'll just combine it to men's gymnastics, like we'll get pretty specific here. So like I said, in men's gymnastics, there are six different events. So in order to be an elite gymnast, for the most part, you have to be good at all six events. Like there are some specialists in, in gymnastics who are just like really good at one or two events and that's enough to like get them on the team. But for the most part, like you have to be very well-rounded. So what happens if, you know, in, in high school or no, we'll say college, you have a college gymnast who is just like one of the best in the world at rings, which is, you know, one of the events in men's gymnastics. And that's been good enough to get them through college, but they're not that good and frankly not that interested in all of the other events, right? So they're, they're world-class at rings, but overall as a gymnast, they're like, they're like a B, right? World-class at rings, A+. But overall, it's like a B when you average it out with all six events. So they're not good enough to go to the Olympics. So what normally happens, they probably just stop doing gymnastics forever. They're just like, all right, uh, you know, I put in my work, I got my full ride to college and got my degree and I'm done with gymnastics now. But what if instead I open up this training institution, I got this dude who is literally one of the best in the world at rings and now I tell him you can continue continue progressing with your abilities on rings and you don't have to do any of this other stuff that you have to do in gymnastics we're just going to take your skill set work with you individually 
come up with a personalized training program so that we can continue to progress your abilities in this one very, very specific field of movement, right? If you think about it, each different discipline of gymnastics is essentially one field of movement, or sorry, each different apparatus, meaning each different event. Like I said, there are six events. Each apparatus slash event is like its own field of movement with so much potential complexity for you to try to master and or expand on. So we take this dude who was world-class at rings and then we just train him only for rings. When his whole life as a gymnast, he's been training six different events. Obviously, there's some crossover between the different ones, but he's been training for six different things. So now we take him into a world-class training facility and we just train him on this one thing with a few specific goals like this is where the boundary of human possibility is. This is what we think is actually possible in the near future. So let's get you there. You're going to be this one dude who does this skill that's never been done before. And then after he does it, like what inevitably happens after one person does a new skill, it automatically opens the door for more people to learn the skill. It's actually remarkable how quickly it happens too. Like how quickly after that first person, more people learn it. I don't want to get too deep into that because this has already been a, a pretty long episode. Maybe I'll say that for another time. But that's basically all I wanted to say. So hopefully this made sense to people. Hopefully this didn't just fly over people's heads. But this is this is one of my definite major pursuits. I'm going to facilitate an evolution in the human skill space. Again, this is something that's already happening on its own. But I'm going to do it intentionally. I'm creating my own little branch, my own little slice of new human skill space with everything I'm doing with the flags. If you're interested, I'm right now tentatively calling it the transverse bars because the body moves through the transverse plane, if you're wondering. And then besides my personal stuff, my... My long-term, very ambitious goal is to open up this training institution where we just take world-class athletes and come up with customized training programs for them to just work on extremely specific skills so that we can push the boundaries of human possibility.